boy Joe. And this your boy Greg. And, and we are co-pilots. From Coast to Coast, we do the most. So what's your flight? Whatever it is. We got you covered. Yeah, man. So it's been a long time coming, man. We've been we've been gone for a minute. We back back recording co-pilots episode number eight in the books. And man, it just feels good to be back, man. So how you how, what you been doing this last this time off? Man, you know, man, only thing I can do, man, working and watching sports, man. You know, you know everybody turned up by the finals right now. So yeah, you know, man, head back and enjoying it. That's what's up right there, man. You know, cause speaking of the finals, we just watched the finals as of right now because we're recording late at night. It's just one of these late night records. And uh, what's your take on the first game, man? Like, how you like it? What's your assessment? What you think? Well, me, been waiting to talk about this for the longest. As you remember, you know, back going back now, I want to say our first off, second episode, man. I had the heat as my sleeper team, man. We in the building, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just excited to see them now, you know. It's unexpected, but they was my sleeper team. You know, we had this debate before, you know, you said that was a bold statement. That you know? was a bold statement, and, man. And it came through, man. But, you know, my take from this game, man, it's like, now, from what I'm saying, and I know it sounds like it's hindsight, hindsight is 2020, but I think we're going to see why the Heat is was an AC going into a play from a playing game, and why Denver is the number one seed. I mean, it's clearly that Denver is the best team. You okay. know, it did okay. better than the Heat. You know, and feel that Miami beat a lot of teams that was better than them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's crazy with the turn of events, but I think that this is way in there for the Heat. Yeah, man, I agree. I agree. I mean, everything you said on this assessment, I totally agree on. But another thing that I want to hit on, too, as well about this series is just that the Miami Heat, I think injuries and just this roster has finally caught up with them. You know, it was a, it was a, a good story, feel-good story to see them. AFC, I think Commissioner Silver did an outstanding job of this playing thing at first. We was kind of hesitant because I know when it first came out, I was like, man, the plan turned up. We already rewarded people for now we got them playing in. We know some sorry teams, but this be what the second or third year of the play in tournament. It happened the third it started, year. It started in the bubble. It started in the bubble. Yeah, it so, in the bubble. so it's the, well, about the fourth year. Me, myself, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. You're not you know, a fan of it? Okay. I feel like you have X amount of games to play. And towards the end of the season, that should be the end of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is we playing in for? We had, what, 82 games to see what was the product here, you know. So, and even though, you know, some teams can benefit, you know, I always, you know, I always like to see LeBron. That's one of my favorite players. And he benefited from it. Mm -hmm. And even though, like, you know, I benefited from by seeing him make it from the playing game and also seeing the Heat, I still disagree with it. Okay, okay, I I, I disagree. I disagree with you on that. I think the playing tournament is good because if you look at it, teams now they can't tank no more. Now before that, look at look at if, if they would have the playing tournament, look at the the, the Philadelphia seventy sixes. Would they be the seventy sixes? You know, if they had the they had the playing tournament now. It's a sense of for playing now because, hey, now it's like kind of like you in the playoffs, but you ain't in the playoffs. It can make your team feel a little good going into the offseason to say, well, 
Yeah, we were shitty as fuck, yeah. but now you know we that, was close to making it to the playoffs. You know, give it give it gives a you know teams those bottom dwelling teams that's not good if they can make it to the play in. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Now, I think it's good. It's good ratings. I'm going to I'm going to concede with your argument in part, like from a business aspect, for as you know to please the viewers. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's a it's a good move business wise, but you know. If it, but at the same time, just look at just um now from a player standpoint, what we need to continue playing these games from my own franchise, me governing over franchise, right? Mm -hmm. Man, I don't think just because I have the the slightest chance of going from a playoff game, it's not going to stop me from tanking, and I feel like I can have the number one seed. Mm -hmm. I mean. You gotta and I ask yourself if if now look at some of the players we had come in with the number one overall pick. Now let's just think of the goals. Do you think that these players, do you think that each franchise gonna risk a, a, a playoff, you know what I'm saying, a playoff run which they can potentially be swept in the first round to pass up on a rare talent? Mm -hmm. You know, so and me as a as a franchise. You know, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, hey man, if if I see it's it's bad product on the court, and we don't have it, yeah, we let's tank. Tanking don't seem like it'd be a bad idea. I, I mean, and I think that's where we gotta push back from for me because I see your your strategy behind, like yeah, tanking. Yeah, you know, sometimes it might be in the best interest for your team to tank. You might be in cap hell. You might be, you know. You, aging players on your roster, you know, right. you might have to tank. I get all those scenarios, situations, but I just think overall, man, it's a bad look for the sport. It's a bad look for the for the fans, and the fans want to pay for want to pay for no team losing. It's just it's just not good. I, I, I got like, you. Like I say, and I see your point because it's always sometimes it's always two ways to see it. Right. You know, it's just what side you're on. We're not saying one right, one wrong, but now I'm going to ask you this here. You as a fan, do you think now nah, we looking at this? We are we are we already we all land no magic. Mm -hmm. Do we risk going into a playoff game? I don't think we was in that situation. We 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 had the number one pick probably on lock. But do we risk going into a situation in, in in the in the playoff knowing that we are a bad team? You know that we mm -hmm. may look up or something like that just to miss out on Blanchero. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, man. But, you know, I don't think we're going to get to a stopping point on this one because we can keep going back and forth. Yep. So let's go and slap into another <laughs> formation, into another one. So we're going to finish talking about this game of the Nuggets, man. I just want to give my quick assessment on the game, man. I think that the Nuggets, by far, is the dominant team, as you said. And a guy that you need to watch out for this series, man, is... I like Aaron Gordon the way he played this first game, man. I think he got a clear mismatch on this on his team. I think he clearly he can he could possibly be like one of them in the dollar MVP guys type like guys, you know, if he can continue to play like he played tonight. Um I think he put up how many points? Uh let's see what you put up. Aaron Gordon put up uh, he put up sixteen, but he put up a strong sixteen um Points, you know, he kept them in the game early. I mean, he kind of was the reason why they was able to pull away early on in the, in the game. But I'm gonna say, watch Aaron Gordon, man. That's my guy to watch in this series. I think he's gonna be key guy for the, if the Nuggets is to like 
sweep them. I'm looking at sweep, you know. If Aaron Gordon come like that every night, give you 16 points every night with the contributions of Jokic and Murray and the rest of the crew, man, I think uh, they, it's going to be hard to beat. That's the man. thing. Can't give it to you. Aaron Gordon, he might give you 16 tonight. Next game, he might give you like eight. Right. You know, so we don't know, man. Right. You know, the thing about this this game, man, is it, just like, it's talent. Yeah, he, I talent, <laughs> along with players that are willing to play together, you have unselfish players, but you have the talent. Like, if we need you to do this for us, we know, okay, Jokic, the best player on the, on the team. Right. You know, argued, now he's in the conversation of, as the best player in the NBA, rightfully so. So when you have a player, a player of that caliber, man, and the talent on the other side of the court is unmatched, mm -hmm. you know, it's only so much coaching is going to take you. You know, right. you you know the talent is going to stand out, right? Along with a co cohesive group of players right. and good coach, right? You know, everything is just gelling with this team. You right. know, everything. You know, we've seen it in every series. The same. It's the same thing. Right. And and I believe, man, and, and it was a good point mentioned that this Denver team need for Jamal Murray to to play well. Because right. when he don't play well, they don't win. Right. You know, Jokic, he's gonna get his, no matter how the weather look. But when you see Murray, it's like everything is clicking on all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's 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 hard to explain it, but that you know, that's what I see with this team, man. As long as Murray could continue to play well, being able to drop twenty five or better, like this team is gonna be hard to beat, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I think uh, right now we just gotta wait on to see what game two look like, what adjustments can Spo make? Because I think you know that's where I think we get the clear advantage of in this series is I think Eric Spoelstra is the better coach out of Mike Malone. Oh, yeah. Mike Malone got these boys playing good, but, you know, we seen what Darvin Hamlin was able to do. He was able to get some adjustments, but, you know, Lakers weren't able to close. But let's see if um, Spoke can out-coach him because I think in that uh, – and I don't mean to go back to the Lakers series and when it comes to coaching. I think that Darvin Hamlin had some – was 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 – Keeping up with the coaching of Mike Malone, but it was just obviously the you know, was the better player, and they they didn't had the better team. But now let's see where that coaching if can he can he you know play chess with Eric Spoelstra because I know Spoelstra is gonna be looking at the tape like hey throw this game out he's I'm, gonna find I'm something. Say this, everybody know Miami Heat is not the best team in the East, in spite of them making it up. Right. For the Heat to. Turns to six games is an accomplishment for them. Now we know yeah, they, they, they win or they want to win. So I mean, and, and I say that to say this to go along with your point. Like mm -hmm. if if Spos if Spolster is is able to pull it off where he take them to six games, like you you can say that yeah, Spolster did everything he can in coaching them. You right. know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it's clear like. You have good players, you have solid players, but man, you know, most of the talent is on them. The right. same thing when we seen when we seen Cleveland going against Golden State. Right. You know, you had, you know, when and this is when the rent was over there, like right. too much talent on this team. Too much talent on the team. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's too much. It's exactly. So it's like no matter how can you 
you can you can only coach so much. Right. Coaching is a big part, you know, but you can only do so much with what you have out there. I feel man. And I want to say this too. I want to apologize to the Miami Heat fans. You know, I was on y'all. I said a bunch of stuff on a previous episode, and we're going to play it. And, you know, I was wrong, man. I disrespected y'all, and you guys are a good team. You know, I underestimated a champion. So I just want to come on here and apologize. And my cousin, uh, Felix, you know, because he going he gonna to clown me. So I'm giving you a shout-out today. On the Co-Pilots podcast, on your heat, winning the uh, the Eastern Conference That's about all y'all gonna get it. That damn Eastern Conference trophy. <laughs> you ain't winning nothing else after that. But this team does have mental toughness, though, man. You can't think, man. This team has a lot of mental toughness, yeah. man. Speaking of toughness, though, man, it's been a tough conversation these last couple days, man, with a lot of bloggers, people, uh, you know, making their giving their two cents on this. LeBron versus Jordan debate, man. And man. I'm just sitting wanting to know your thoughts about it, bro. Oh man. It's 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 my thing is this, man, you know, and I and I'm gonna go and say this right before I even get into how I look at it, you know. It's good basketball conversation. Right. Regardless of how you feel, but the problem I have is is the sensitive fans, like, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you say one thing, it's like you you just com um went against all ten commandments or something like that, right. you know. And a lot of people put their personal feeling into the conversation, which is like you're not making your your assessment off of facts. Right. This is how you feel or right. whatnot because you stuck in this lane or you stuck in this lane or this all you know, you know right. or whatever the case may be or because you feel this way personally. Right. You know, and I, you know, it's nothing bad you can say about none of these guys. You got two, two of the greatest of all time. You know, it just mm -hmm. however you feel, how you feel. But you know, when I when I break it down, you know, it's like you know I have my opinion, but you know, I, I you know, to me, coming to the game, joy meant more to the game for me. Right. So I will probably always have MJS to go. But at the same time, I don't see it as a bad assessment to if somebody was to say LeBron was the GOAT because I feel like he has has the right to have himself in that conversation. Right. Off of what he achieved, you know. Right. And you, you look at and how and how I see the game, like I, I feel this Jordan had more of an impact. Right. Because, you know, just just look at what went on in the nineties. You know, right. it, it's I mean if 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 you if you was living around that time, you know the impact like Jordan was larger than life. You know, right? LeBron, I don't see him on that level. He's he's a he's a major figure, but he don't have the impact that MJ had. You know, right? But he does have have a lot of impact though, and it's not a knock against him. It's just like the knock that I mean the 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 noise that MJ was making was unheard of. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. I will say this though, and I don't mean break, cut you off, man. Is that I would say if MJ was around this time with the social media era the way it was, yeah. I feel like Michael Jordan would have his just as much scrutiny. And I don't even think I'll keep it all the way, honey, with you, bro. 
I don't think Jordan will be very light in 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 in, in the, oh, the society because the way his how he was, I don't think they would consider him a jerk. Right. It, he wouldn't be brandable at all. They would he, no one would want to market him, but you know it's just. He came up in the right era, but go ahead. Right. Just saying, even in that, he is how he went about everything he did. You know, it's like I'm going to be politically correct. You know, like you know, and I guess that come because Jordan was concerned more about his brand, right? You know, as you see LeBron come along, it's like no, nah, I'm for the people. My brand mm -hmm. may suffer, but at the same time, want to support you know prison reform. I'm going to support Black Lives Matter and, and things of this nature right. when it comes to our people. You know what I'm saying? And Michael Jordan was, on the other hand, he's going to be more like, he's going to be pushed more because, you know, it's Mike and like, you know, he's not, he's going to stay neutral in the whole debate. He's not mm -hmm. going to voice his opinion. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to stir the pot. No, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to like certain things you do that you can do when you speak out against certain topics and you have a voice, you tend to stir the pot. You know, whether you say speaking facts or whether you're not, mm -hmm. you know, and it's what comes out a lot when LeBron speak, you know. Mm -hmm. But now when I'm judging their individual greatness, man, it's like, like I said, man, you have to put LeBron in the conversation, man. You know, most people claim claim is this. And I feel like a lot of times it's an unfair assessment is made on LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And when you look at when people bring up the championships, Jordan got six, which he do. LeBron has four. And the reason why I say it's a bad assessment when people use this argument because you have to look at the team that LeBron had. Mm -hmm. And you had to look at like times like he did it with injuries, going against, you know, just look at the first time he went to the finals. I mean, well, he went to the, he went to he went to the finals as a kid, twenty one, right? And he went there with a bunch of boy, boy, who he had on that team, Boomy Gibson and yeah, and man. and what's the, what to do? Anderson Vergil and all the boys, man. Well, he didn't have no shooters, none. It's like an old Antoine Jameson. The 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 after like I think LeBron might have averaged twenty six points that 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 um that season. Next after him, where it was 16 points. I mean, you don't even have a real Robin on your team. Damn sure, don't. Yeah. That's a big drop-off, man. Exactly. That's a big drop-off to and so to even make it that far right. to be able to say you 0-1 in the finals was an accomplishment for you making it with that team. Right. Going against none other than San Antonio Spurs. Right. You know. And, you know, then you gotta look at going against Golden State, you know. Um both players hurt you. You know, you lose um, Kevin Love. You lose Kyrie Irving. Then when you go and lose to him again, you got to go against Kevin Durant right. along right. with the championship caliber team. But now I will say this also. It was times, you know, in those finals that the prime, you need to step up. Right. You know, when you got this where you only averaging 20 points, if you average that much, right. you know, against San Antonio, you know what I'm saying, the, like, the one they lost in. So, it's like... Now, first or second time? The, the second time. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that. Right. I was going to say the first one, he had a pass because he was young. Yeah. The second time was San Antonio? Oh, yeah. So, it's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, have... Yeah, you got to close the game. This one was like, you know, which you went against a championship caliber team, but, you know, 
you have to rise to the occasion. Like so the, the amount of points you had was unacceptable. Right. You know, so it, you know, when I end another thing people bring up, they say LeBron's not clutch. But just go by the numbers, like mm -hmm. it'll tell you else, it'll tell you otherwise, you know. Right. And I think like that's a narrative that got put on LeBron early in his career that most people do not know how to get away from it. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the numbers, it'll show you like just look at when you look at um games with 10 seconds left, you know. Right. He have a 52% average in buzzer beaters. That's you know what I'm saying to to for for to tie the game or go ahead shot at the buzzer mm -hmm. or with ten seconds left. You know, Joy got forty seven percent, Kobe got twenty three percent, but we'll say Kobe is a, is more clutch than LeBron. You know, mm -hmm. then you you know what I'm saying you break all this stuff down. It's like you know now these guys are are far better shooters than they're far better free throw shooters than you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to say that he's not clutch when the number tell you otherwise, it's like you have to go back and look at, like, like the game against um Toronto when he hit the shot at the buzzer. You know, he oh, has yeah. the most buzzer beaters, you know, in, in playoff history. I mean, not a player. Yeah, playoff history. Oh, yeah. I've so, seen that. It's like, so to say that LeBron don't deserve to be in the conversation, the GOAT conversation, it's, 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 it's crazy to me. You know, whether you agree with it or not, whether you pick Jordan, whether you pick LeBron, it's not a bad conversation to to compare these two, you know. I agree. I totally agree. And my take on this thing is when people talk about LeBron James, man, I'm trying to find the clip here because I want to play it here. Um, um, I just think it's just a oasis conversation sometimes. Because some of these guys, they just, they get personal with it. Right. It's just like, you know, and it's crazy. You're going to like who you're going to like. Right. Like both of these guys are great players. They both, you know, have transcended the game. And it's like, you 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 got to respect it. Right. And then, like I said, man, you also, that's why I say you have to look at, and this reason why I say you have to, I look at who made more of an impact. On the game itself, you know what I'm saying? And I say that say this, you look at LeBron and Jordan are two different players, types of players. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look at the best, like like I would say Jordan is a better ISO player than LeBron. Mm -hmm. But a better team player, I gotta say LeBron, you know, because you look at the players who never has gotten better being on the team with. I mean, he's a he's a point forward, you know. Right. You have to be a team player to be a point forward, along with you still being able to score night in and night out. I got you. Know? you. So, and that's why I say, I, I, look, Jordan is a better ISO player, but a better team player is LeBron. LeBron. And, I, I think, and I think everybody can and, agree to that too. And that's man. why I say when you break it down and you compare the two, because you look at look at the amount of points that Jordan may average through a season. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be more than LeBron. Not every year, but like you look at certain, most of these years, he average. But the, the but by LeBron being a team player, he made that up in assists. And another thing is too, what I feel like people fail to realize too with these guys is LeBron is coming up in a different era the way they play basketball. Correct. The the game is a lot more wide open. It's not fast, fast uh, pace. 
You know, back in the day, it was a half court game. Niggas right. used to come up the come up the court, walking the ball up the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you got niggas pushing them. They pushing. Right. So the game has changed. So it's like every style of play has going to be different. And that's why I say he can be great in their own right. They're both great. They're both historically great. But I want to play this clip of my boy, man. He's funny. I sent it to you on Instagram. And I want you to hear this, man. This guy, man, I think it's it right here. Oh, this ain't it. Yeah, this ain't it, though, guys. This ain't it, though. Yeah, this ain't it, though. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. That ain't it right now. So let me go ahead and see what it is. If I can find it. If this if this is the goddamn one, man, I is it. But it, I wish it was on my phone. If I can't find them, shit, he might not. I might not be able to find it. I'm gonna be mad, man, if I can't find it. But I had sent it to you. I sent it to you. Uh, I sent it to you on Instagram, man. And I was like, man, he 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 probably okay. Let me see. Is this is this it? It's funny though, man. So I just thought that I wanted to play this because I'm like, this is how I feel about it. And he's he kind of perfectly said it. <laughs> this right here. Oh, yeah. You niggas sticking that line two and three hours for them that two, but can't stand in line at your, at your dog or school play for 30 minutes. We got you bitch complaining, calling your baby mama. How long this gonna take? Why you couldn't take out? Yeah, you nigga be pressing them Jordan threes. Stop though, trash. I know MJ will cut. I know MJ will go. I did, but y'all had like them six championship rings when one got the hill of Scottie Pippen and the other players on that team. Y'all had like Jordan only played six damn seasons because he got six rings. Stop it. Y'all make every excuse in the world for MJ, but when they come to LeBron, I had nigga like this, that, that, that. Well, let me tell y'all something about this nigga. I don't see him in life. He's a people person. He coming to the league at 18 years old, no father, grabbing friends, turn them all into millionaire, marry high school sweetheart, no outside kid, no scandal. He's a phenomenal to me. <laughs> yeah. that's, the kind of, that's the kind of dude I want my kids to grow up. And I, I ain't gonna play rest up right now. But you actually, so you get the point where I'm trying to get at, man. Like, that's what I'm. That's why I'm at with it. That's why I'm at with it. With it. And that's be honest with you. I mean, he had to say when I watched that. I say he could explain how I feel about that whole conversation. Cause, dude, we know what Jordan did, and I ain't, it ain't no knock on Jordan, but it's like, bro, you wasn't like the best role. You had side chicks. Got you. You, you know, you ain't with your wife. Your, your kids running around here smashing. <laughs> You know, your ex-teammate's <laughs> wife. Like, it's a lot of shit, bro. Like, it's so... And when you look at LeBron James, his son going to college, like, he always put himself in a positive light. And that's why I foot rock with him in the sense of if I had to choose somebody, I would probably say, I want you to be like LeBron. Look at what he's doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he gave you a role. Like, he's giving black brothers the blueprint to be a role model. Uh, this is the way you want to look up to. If right. you don't want to look up to your dad, will look at this dude, right? He, he did it all right, the, the right way. And right. I think we overlook that sometimes, but we ain't going to beat that up. I don't know if you got anything to say up on, on that on that topic, man. Nah, you know, that's pretty, you know, yeah, because I'm glad you said it because, you know, 
know, he's a lot. A lot of people used to like call him old man. He's a he 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 a FN. You know what I'm saying? You know what the FN? Yep, you know yep. what I'm saying? Well, he is. He a, he a cow. He a sucker. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and a lot of times it's not even stuff related on the court. Like I understand you said on the court because in 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 the heat of the game, we watching the game over here. You know, we we just talking about the game, Mike. Just oh, he right. a cow. He 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 did. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. But they actually call him. I heard people see people actually call him that just just on a personal level, yeah, no way, right. and nothing to do with basketball. You know, what right? I'm saying? And it's just because oh, he he be flopping or something. Like he always crying all the time. Like, bro, you don't even watch the game, and that's why with this conversation, and we don't say that my dog yeah. do be flopping. I, I'm a little <laughs> fan, my dog. But dog yeah. gonna flop yeah, when he I can gonna, fish. He gonna, hey man, <laughs> hey man, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, uh, speaking of fish, man, and. And all that, man, we go right into some of this NFL talk, man. And, oh, man. you know, D-Hop out there fishing, fishing for a team, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? And so for me, man, I got four teams now outside of the norm that I think that could possibly use the services of D-Hop. Um, my first team I'm looking at is the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, the connection with Sean Watson, I think. You know, if they were to make a move on that, that would be logical. I mean, they got some nice, solid receivers in, in Cleveland, but they don't have that alpha dog like no D-Hop. Like, yeah, D-Hop clearly Cleveland come and take over the receiver room. And he Mark Cooper is not that. Mari Cooper, he's solid. Like Mark Mari Cooper is a borderline number one. one. That's exactly what I'm about to yeah, You're right. You hit it right And that's head. because his speed. But Mari Cooper, for some reason, against big-name corners, he don't show up. And I know it's not meant to be about Amari Cooper, but... This is why I say, man, the Broncos and D-Hop can both benefit from, from that move right there. We got to, hey, man, hey, we going to see, man, another team that I picked was uh, the Dallas Cowboys. You can never rule out the Dallas Cowboys. You can't because, you know, Jerry Jones, he a master. He know how to will him in. Um, I had got him mixed up with uh, Julio Jones when Julio Jones had came down there for the visit the Dallas Cowboys when he right. was at 3 but they'll be like, nah, that way him. But that's another team that you got to look out for. Another team that you got to look out for that I think that could make a push for them. Now that they move Allen Robinson to Pittsburgh, your boy at the L.A. Rams. The Rams. I mean, the yeah, Rams, you know, you look at Cooper Cup on one side, D-Hop on the other side. You know, Rams always been for up them picks. They they, they up them picks. We, <laughs> did, we, we will package a deal for we some picks. We want our guy. It worked. It, it worked. got a Super Bowl out, but now they – Kind of feeling the repercussions of it right now. Yeah, now nah, I would say but this. Hey. I would take I would take that all day because you have teams that cashed in on their number one pick year after year and right. still haven't been able to win it all. Yeah. They you got know? point though. You got so point though. It's like so now you look at it like okay, I mean, whatever. I, I, if I'm going to cash in, if I got the team and I can cash in, and I'm and it's Garrett, and we're going to get a ring or be close to it. Oh, yeah, why not? I'm going to take that chance all day. Hell, hey, man. We're going to see. Oh, for sure, for sure. N next team, the last team I got, which I think, you know, they might make a push for him, the Baltimore Ravens. I think, man, you get – you already got – you drafted Zay Jones. Uh, uh, well, it's Zay, Zay Jones. Flowers. Zay Flowers. Yeah, my bad. Not Zay Jones. Are we, that's, that's the job. I long home team right there. You got to – so, yeah. Zay Flowers, you got Odell Beckham. I don't know what people expect out of Odell Beckham. If you look at his workout tape, 
He's a, a possess. He looks like a possession receiver now at this point in his career. That's is my personal opinion. I don't hope they expect the spectacular Odell. I, I guarantee you, he in Baltimore, he's gonna look like more possession receiver. I, I would say I, I'm just saying. So when you add, you add D Hop, you get that that dynamic. Now you know D Hop open up. I'm not D Hop. I mean Odell back open up. The question is whether they're gonna have a cap room to sign. I mean, I believe that D Hop is looking for a long-term contract, mm -hmm. but I think that he will settle if he can go with a contender. And so now, with D Hop at Baltimore, does that make them a contending? You know, that's my question with them. That does D Hop make them a contending team? Will he be right. able to take less to go with that re that receiver core? At now, as of now, I believe that. As of right now, they have a, a, a decent receiving core. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't think Beckham is the same guy. Could be, but I'm not. I mean, two ACLs later, like, right. you know, then, you know, age catch up with you. So now they receiver that they drafted a couple of years ago. Now, Rashad Bateman, he looked like he was showing flashes of being the number one receiver. Now, my question, how he's going to look another year later after coming off injury. So, you know, it's, you know, it's a big question mark. That was, they could use him, but do they cap, they have, they have the cap on Hey, man, we'll see, man. Uh, D-Hop, man, you know, he's out there. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of speculations where he's going to go, man. And I just thought those teams just stood out to me when I was thinking about this. You know, um, you know, they always... You know, could always use some receivers. Those are some intriguing name teams out there. Is there any names out there that I didn't teams out there that I didn't name that you think D Hop might go to? Um, those pretty much the same ones that I had. You know, I believe that. Um, if 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 I was the Giants, I would be trying to. You know what? I was I was gonna say that I seen that up on um I mean, on ESPN. They was talking about that because you you have now with Saquon. You know which. Oh, honestly, they probably resigned the wrong person because I mean, how much you going to get out of Daniel Jones? I mean, I think I would have took more of a chance of resigning Saquon and franchising Daniel Jones another year because you know. But then again, how much does Saquon demand? Right. So you know, the Giants is kind of in a, in a in a crazy situation because it's like, well, dang, who do you pay? Because I mean, Daniel Jones, I mean. Is he that guy? Have you have he showed you anything to make you believe that he's the quarterback going into the future? I mean, I when they, when they resigned Daniel Jones, me, I was shocked by that. I would have franchise tapped him. I would have did a I would have did a, a Blake Bortles. How we did Blake Bortles at the end of his contract? Right. I would have did a Blake Bortles type of deal with a hey, if we gonna resign the throne ugly, we gonna uh, resign him to like a two year deal yeah. with one year guarantee that we can cut you out to the next year. You know what I'm saying? Something right. to just. It's, you know, it's a prove, it's still a prove it deal. Well, we kind of got got by with the Blake Borders deal because we was able to trade. No, no, that's the wrong dude. I'm nah, thinking. I'm nah, thinking. you talking about the big old old big I'm Dick think, Nick? I'm not, I'm Nick yeah, Foles. Nick Foles, yeah, 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 because, yeah. Um, yeah, we was able to we was able to get out that deal, man. Yeah, it man. Crazy. It was crazy, man. So I don't know, man. I, they will say the Giants, and I do think Giants is an interesting pick, but I think that's the eye for me. I think that's the pick everybody's looking at as a team. Like, you know what? Who can use him and that's a contending team? It's probably the Giants. Giants. I mean, you know. But well, I don't even see it, but it's like it depends on it depends on what you're going to get out of Daniel Jones. Right. I mean, 
Now, if he if he groom into being a franchise quarterback and and with the addition of uh, uh, with the addition of D Hop, mm -hmm. you looking at a contending team probably because the Giants they, they got a defense, right? You know they got a defense. They got a run game. Right. They got other receivers in, in, in they got other receivers that's over there that can possibly be a number two, like Slater. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you have receivers like that over there. So it's like when you bring him along, you know, you have a real number one over there. You have somebody right. for your quarterback to work with. Right. You know? So, you know, and you know, another team I I can see would be New England. New England too, man. Hey, but I don't think at this point I wouldn't want to go play for me about D Hop, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you already had to deal with like that shit with Bill O'Brien type of oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, and then, you know Bill You know, and he Bill O'Brien about to be the offensive coordinator. That do make So it's like I wouldn't go there. But I mean if if it was just Belichick alone, I would say that would be the purpose spot because he gonna right. use he gonna use him. You know, he gonna make sure he get get the the most use out of him. The only person on receiver I think he wasn't able to use was your boy uh, Ocho Cinco. That's the only dude that he wasn't able to use. But everybody going yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, you know, but our Jaguars, man, you know, yeah, OTA started, man. Yes, yes, They've been looking yes. real good, man. Just something to take. The boy Cal really looking good. Um, one of the things I'll tell you, man, that I that I noticed about the Jaguars, I don't know if you noticed this, man. I feel like this team is it's like everyone's buying in. Like everybody showed up. And I remember back in the day, we used to have OTAs around this time. You might get about maybe 70%, 65% of your team of your starters to show up. Right. And you'll always have them one-offs like, hey, well, like Jalen Ramsey, he's training off on, on his own somewhere. His or, or his dad. So he ain't coming. Or like those the star guys, you know, they wasn't coming to Jacksonville. They're doing their own thing. Right. This year, everybody showed up. Trevor Lawrence, Ethan. Rayshon, yeah. all to get the key guys, the core guys to this team showed up, the OTAs. And I thought that was real big. And just listening to some of the interviews from some of these guys, these guys hungry. Right. And you've never seen a Jacksonville Jaguar team that's like, damn, boy, this team, boy. Like, you, you listen to these guys talking in the interview, watching them practice. It's like, man, they can really do something special this year, man. Like, And out of all the years of me watching Jacksonville Jaguars during OTAs, I never said that, but it's usually like OTS, oh, they just come in there just to eat, whatever, but it's different. It's a different yeah. field this year, man. Right. I don't mean to take, take advantage of it, man, but go ahead. Give me go, give your take, man. Well, man, I'm I'm just real, real excited to see us this year, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we finally found our quarterback. We finally found a coach, you know. I mean, we haven't had a, a, a good coach since Tom Coughlin. I mean, um, Jack Del Rio, I like the Jack. I like mm -hmm. to do it my wrong, but that guy that can mm -hmm. that can you know I'm gonna and and also these guys didn't have a good court the good quarterback so right. like, they always to have a, a franchise quarterback mm -hmm. you know to be able to we have a, a team that's a, that's excited exciting to watch mm -hmm. you know we have a, a good defensive team and you know we probably you know it was a couple of times we had one of the top defenses in the league with a mediocre offense because we had a good run game and we able to play. Now it's like we have what we used to have with Jimmy and Keenan. Right, Jimmy Smith right, and Keenan right, McCarty. Right, right, so, right. I agree. I agree. I you totally know, agree. Not saying that we have those caliber receivers because that's being yet to see, but we have Kevin Rick. We have a, we have a, a, a 
an offense that's going to be exciting to watch this right, year. Right, I totally that, agree, that, man. That can possibly be a top five offense this I year. I think this year they will be a top five offense. Last year was a top ten offense. Yes. And and then you look at the defense, the defense we was in the bottom half of the league defense. We was we was in the bottom half, but I wanna say we ranked thirteen in scoring defense. Right. So we had a bend but don't break. And you know, and 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 that comes from, you know, teams being able to put up a lot of yards. We have no pass rush. Right. And I think that that's something that that really need to be addressed, uh, addressed for this team moving forward. It's like we have to like we have to establish a pass rush. We right. have to have somebody that can get in there and put pressure on the quarterback. Right. We can't have quarterbacks sitting back in the pocket. I and, agree. You know, and that's why, you know, with the, with the departure of, of, of Art and Key. Key, I feel that, you know, you have guys like Justin Houston. You have Frank Clark. Right. You know, you know, even when they were saying that, okay, we should get D-Hop. No, he's not the guy that we should look at. Right. We have to look yeah. at somebody, yeah. a, a, veteran, a veteran that we know that, okay, even if he can't give, give us 10 sacks a season, he coming in a rotation giving give us six right. a season to go along with what the other two supposed like, to Yeah, like it's a, so a, support, by, yes. a support by cast sack. It's sack by committee, I mean. Correct. Say. So you you bring in players like this that you know okay you can you can always have fresh legs in the game. I got you. I you got know, you. So. I got you. Now I will say this though, man. How you feel about this holdout, man, with Evan Ingram and uh, Josh Allen, man? I feel like at this time both of those guys are supposed to understand what's going on. You know, especially Evan Ingram. You know, you coming into a season where this was your best year. Mm -hmm. You know. You was you dealt with injuries most 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 of the time you was in the league. Mm -hmm. So then you come with. So I understand that you're trying to get paid, but you have to understand, you know, from a team's perspective. Also, if you want, if you say that you want to remain a Jaguar, like you say, you have to understand that this year right here, you know, we had to resign players. Like, do we have the money to be able to resign you this year? Right. You know, and I think a lot of that too, bro, is that. I guess Evan Ingram at the point of his career, he like I, I'm trying to lock down a payday. Like I want to be long term. I want to be in Jacksonville long term. But he wants to make sense. But he has to understand too as well is, is bro, you only gave me one good gift. Yes. I, I need. I got to see this again. If you can repeat right. this again, this production, then hey, maybe we got. Right. We can we can work something. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But I think what, and I hate to say it though, I think. Uh, even gonna probably play might play on the like on the franchise tag and we may move them because you look at the draft how we drafted we drafted Ben Strand um and from what I hear and I'm watching his tape the guy's pretty good man yeah, like he pretty he pretty, he pretty he, I'm telling him like you can he can line up in the slot right this guy can line up in the, in the, uh, the tight end spot he can he can kind of like block a little bit he's a pro total package yeah. he's like a baby. I'm gonna say he like a baby of uh, a baby Aaron Hernandez. Now, and one of the things that, that gave me that Aaron Hernandez vibes. One of the things that stood out with me with Brent Strange is his ability to go downfield and block. Mm -hmm. You know, you have some line. I mean, some tight ends. You know, they're gonna block off the line of scrimmage. They say they go up, but his his ability to accelerate upfield and mm -hmm. make these key blocks is mm -hmm. like that would be crucial and and and. In the, in the run game. Gotcha. You know, his motor constantly going. You know, him, him being able to, to also block in space. Right. You know, 
that's crucial for him because he's being able to line up outside and be able to make those blocks in space when we have them locked up. I mean, lined up in different formations. You know, that's what, so that's one of the things that stood out with him. I think he's a decent route runner as well. You know, so it's like a decision got to be made. Next man up. So Next I'm man up. But now the person that I, I, I feel that shouldn't be holding out is Josh Allen. I mean, outside of your first season, you haven't had double-digit sacks. Right. You know, you should be trying to prove that you want you are that you are the pass rush that you was in your first year. Right. Because the last couple of you haven't been that. Now you have been a decent player, a decent playmaker, right? But you haven't been that. You know, you right. had you was you was able to get titles for loss. You was able to put pressure on the quarterback, but you have to, to be able to, to earn the, the payday that these top level DNs and um, linebackers get. You have to be able to finish off. You know, these are the guys that at the end of the season they have ten, they have twelve sacks, they have thirteen, they have fourteen. You know, you know you had you had Justin Houston last season. You know, and been in the league what since um 2011, right and was able to finish the season with nine sacks. Right. And I don't even think think he was a starter that's starter for, for, for Baltimore last year. Right. So these you know, you have to so in order and in order for you to make to demand this type of money, this is the type of productivity you have to have. Absolutely. You and know? I'm sitting here looking at these games they played. Hold up, I don't know if this is actual because I want to compare some stats real quick because um, I think a lot of this is doing is has to do with his stats because even though I know Josh Allen has productive as we think he is, I don't. I think he's still. Let's see what Pro Football Focus got him rated at. They got him rated the twelfth oh, overall. They gave him an eighty-two point nine overall grade. It's pretty high, right? Um. For pro football focus, but I was trying to pair him with. Didn't he come out with Joey Bosa the same year? No, nah, um, he came out with him. another. He came, came out with out. another de defensive end that's doing good. Yeah, he came out. He came out the year when Josh Oliver came out. Um, Luke, I mean, um, Colin Farrell from Clemson. Um, oh, he came yeah. out with those guys. Oh. You know, you had a you had a heavy like D -li D line um, draft that year. Okay, because that's the year Clemson had four goal. Three going the first round, and Austin Brown went to later round. Uh, yeah, okay. In Detroit. So, wait, I think a lot of this had to do with him holding out is because I want to say statistically, he's been a pretty solid defensive end, you know, within the last couple of years. He's been a pretty, he's pretty solid, solid But for us, for what he won't, like, we need to see what we saw right. the first year. Because it seems like the first year, you think about it, though, the first year he had Calais Campbell on the line with him. Yeah, he had a, a he had somebody like taking pass. away he had somebody taking away those double teams. And oh, then right. once Claire's Campbell left. And unique Ngakwe on the other side. Yeah, Ngakwe, exactly. So it's like you had two guys that you complimented well. So now let's just see if you can do that now because you got Trayvon Walker now. See so now he should be demanding some double teams. You got the one Smoot in there. He should be the man to double teams as well because he's a pretty solid player too. Because I think he's going to be the star as well this year. Um, let's see what you can do. Correct. But 
at the same time, man, I don't understand. I totally agree why he should be one of the main reapers. Like, hey, let me come and prove up what I can do. Correct. But, you know, he did finish the, the end of the season, regular season on a high note. So, I don't know. He, he, he's a playmaker. He's a playmaker, man. It's like, okay, your line, our linebacker. You have linebackers that are playmakers. Mm -hmm. But are they making the plays consistently to be able to command X amount? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I need I need a long term, you know. Gotcha. Especially when you have to think about re-signing other players. We know in the, in the nature of the business that a lot of players, you know, we're gonna move on from you and bring somebody else in. Right. And with his his level of play, he can potentially be one of those players. Right. He's on the path of being one of those players and the Jaguars, okay, we're going to look for a pass rush in next year's draft. Right. It's a reason why our name was linked to pass rushers in the draft. Right. And at one we point, haven't had that. We haven't had that. And then at one point, we was linked to getting Chase Young from Washington for the Redskins. That right. was our, that name we was chasing for that one. It was another guy, defensive end person, too, we was, they had us linked to, too. It wasn't Chase Young or somebody else who was from another team that come to my head. But you're right, though, man. Pass rush has been one of those things. And, you know, we got to get a big guy to get a pass rush this year because teams this year, they're going to study tape. They're going to know how to attack this defense. They're going to look at that Kansas City game, the last game, and be like, okay, this is how we got to attack this defense. So we got to get a big to get a pass rush. Pass rush is going to be key to this, to this team taking up step. I, 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 did listen to Doug Peterson interview, and they say they like the the defense players in the room. But hey, man, I don't know, man. I don't know Doug on that one though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, man. the thing is, like, you don't have to be have the best pass rushing unit, but be able to put some type of pressure against the quarterback. Like, right. I mean, it was teams we played at that line was really all that, but we was not able to get pressure. Right. But we was able to also make key plays. Right. You know, like for us on the goal line, we was able to make key plays, but we'll hold the team to three, three points. points. Right. You know, things of that nature. So, I mean, like I said, we have players that are a good unit, but we talking about, you know, we have a t team that, okay, we good. We'll make the playoff. We'll win the division. We'll make the playoffs. And we also have to keep in mind that all division is kind of weak. It is. So, it is. you know, not saying that we're not making steps to, to move forward, you know, mm -hmm. It's evident that we are, but we have to keep this in mind too that we have to be able to establish a, a, a good pass rush man to be to continue on defense. Right. You know. So yes, it's gonna be one of those things, man, that we really gonna have to look out for, man. So um I wanna say any closing thoughts, bro? Um man, just ready for the season to start, man. You That's know, what's this, up though. You know. Okay. So I'm gonna give my I have a Arrival and a departure. I don't know if you got one on top of it. I didn't think about this. I'm just going to go off the dome. So I'm going to start off with my departure because I'm still thinking of my arrival. And my departure is, man, Shannon Sharp, man. Uh, Shannon Sharp, uh, yesterday, man, he was uh, let go from uh, Fox Sports. Uh, you know, so his endeavors with Skip is finally over. It's just sad the way it's going down. Um, I did a, a take on my YouTube channel. And I think that Shannon Sharp's gonna make out in the end. I think he's gonna his brand of uh Club Shay Shay 
where he's he started, I think it's gonna take off. But I just think that you know, far as departure, man, you had to. I think you got your Negro wake up card, bro. I really do. As a departure, man. What's the reason? But you know, like, what was the reason they departed with him? But man, what I would say is, man, and I talked about this on my channel, man. Was, I mean, I it's, got it's my a couple, opinion, but I want to know why I say, you know. For, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, it started for me. I think it started when, uh, when Skip. He made a he he said something about Tom Brady. They was going at it. It was like right after the game. And Skip was just basically berated Shannon, like, oh, Tom Brady better than you. And all. Like, it was like real crazy. And Skip and Skip got, I mean, Shannon got mad. You could tell Shannon was getting mad because he's like, then you gonna you gonna uh like basically shit on me just cause, you know, to make Tom Brady the field, to make him like make him like prop him up. And he was like, yo, because he's the greatest. You gotta watch it, bro. Yeah. So that was first, that was strike one. Second thing was when the Demar Hamlin happened thing when oh boy when Skip made the tweet and then he came back on like a day after and then it was like he was like the reason why I want to tell y'all why I wasn't on because it was a tweet that I thought Skip was gonna take down and Skip was like basically I ain't taking it down on live that basically I ain't taking the tweet down they started arguing so that was like strike two and then after that. They came back the next day and was like, oh, they brothers and brothers fight and all this. Like, but I knew the relationship was, at that point, the relationship was fractured. Right. And then I think strike three was with the network was with when Shannon was trying to fight uh, John Morant, daddy, and he was talking to right. Dylan Brooks and all that. And after the third strike. And then I'll say the fourth additional one out of I think about it was when Shannon, man, I think it's this narrative that ESPN, I mean, Fox Sports don't want to become ESPN. If you look at the way ESPN was when we was growing up, when we was like up when I was like in my, you know, in the teenage years, it was like you 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 stayed glued to ESPN, like literally like from the morning to the afternoon to the night. Correct. You was watching ESPN shows, everything. Right. As the society got woke, cancel culture came into this world. ESPN seems they start following those narratives. And if you know anything about Fox, Fox News, they are very left. Very left. Very left. Left, right, however you want to call it. They're not with with uh, with the woke culture and all that. So I think, and this is my opinion. Like they're on the right. They call the, it the, the right. right. Like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think what a lot of this was, hey man, Shannon Sharp, bro, you ain't got big, your brand, Shay Shay done blew up. Bro, you know what I'm saying? We ain't trying to be like, we not going to be like ESPN because we ain't going to be like Stephen A. When you around here hiring your boys and you hiring everybody to get on, be analysts and all this. and Nah, bro, we we finna nip this in the bud. Right. We going to just go on buy you out. You part ways. We know you and, we know you and Skip ain't like that anyway. Right. So why let's keep this thing in? We going to blow it up and just, you know. I know that's my take been on doing it. a lot of stuff. Like, I noticed he was on, uh, I want to see he was on Expeditions. This, this is, oh yeah, you talking about the, the podcast, yeah, yeah, his podcast. Oh, yeah. I was on his show. No, nah, it was on Shay Shay. So, you know, I'm seeing like, you know, with a lot of times when he coming out, you know, he's well within his culture, you know. Mm -hmm. And like I say, that along with a lot of other stuff can, you know, you know I don't I don't know what's going on, but I, I, I just wanted to like see what reason was put out there. Mm -hmm. You know, what reason was put out there. I mean, I can speculate all day long, but I just want to, you know, had a fast kill, you feel me? Yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, you know, and for my arrival, man, I'm just gonna say arrival. I'm going to say I'm a 
say Jacksonville Jaguars, um, they're going to have a top 10 defense and a top five uh, offense this year. That's my that's my that's my bold arrival right, right now because I can't think of nothing else right now. But if I had to just say something that was like I, I'm Kid Kim, I think the defense is gonna take a step. They might not be elite, but they're gonna be right at the cusp of elite in the top ten where they're gonna be just good enough right. to where they can make stops. They're gonna they're gonna be able to dominate some games defensively. And you're gonna have those games where they might struggle a little bit, but they're gonna finish the, the regular season as a top ten. I'm gonna say the top ten. Defense and a top five offense this year, regular season. That's my oh, bold take, man. You got any bold takes or rivals? My rival and departure. My rival are the Miami Heat. You know, okay, I said, okay, I said okay. they was going to make it to the each. They well, I didn't say they was going to. Let me, let me restate that. I said that they were my sleeper team. You can't count them out. They were my sleeper team for making the Eastern Conference Finals, and they have made it. So you know, shots out to the Miami Heat. But for my departure, I got to say the Miami Heat. I think, you know, that's the <laughs> because, you know, like I said, oh, they win. You know, I, I and I'm not, and I'm not looking at this situation like this because they lost. I mean, going into this game, I mean, I feel like, well, dang, you know, it's good. It's if they win, they win. I love it. But if they don't, hey, man, I kind of feel like they're not going to win the whole thing. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, that's my departure, man, Miami Heat. Hell nah, man. <laughs> and, and on that note, man, we out this mug. Peace.